Welcome to the Miller Oddcast, a brand new podcast from the Missouri Review. For over 40 years now, TMR has been discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Our quarterly magazine appears in print, digital, and audio formats. Learn more at MissouriReview.com. Hello and welcome to Oddcast number 28. If it feels like we've been away a while, that's because we have. I'm Mark McKee, Managing Editor at the Missouri Review. Hello again. We're happy to be back. And make sure and look for the rest of the finalists for this year's Miller Audio Prize as we move toward the last quarter of 2021 with a cautious, if weary, optimism. It's truly an honor to be able to present the latest finalist for the 2021 Miller Audio Prize in Poetry, A.E. Hines, with the stunning, complexly exhilarating poem, Bohemian Rhapsody, 1991. A.E. Hines, he, him, is a queer poet who grew up in rural North Carolina and currently resides in Portland, Oregon. His poetry has been widely published in anthologies and literary journals, including I-70 Review, Sycamore Review, Tar River Poetry, Atlanta Review, and Crab Creek Review. A recent Pushcart and Best of the Net nominee, he is a winner of the Red Wheelbarrow Prize and was a finalist for the Montreal International Poetry Prize. He is currently pursuing his MFA in writing at Pacific University, and his debut collection, Any Dumb Animal, will be released from Main Street Rag in November 2021. A special note, all pre-orders are being used as a fundraiser for the Trevor Project to prevent LGBTQ plus youth suicide. Some generous donors are matching dollar for dollar every book pre-sold before the November release. Make sure you get yours in October. More info at www.aehines.net. Stay tuned after the poem to listen to contest editor Bailey Boyd and I offer some exclamatory appreciations of this powerful poem. But without further ado, here it is. A.E. Hines, Bohemian Rhapsody, 1991. Bohemian Rhapsody, 1991. Mama, life had just begun. Queen. When Freddie Mercury was sweating out the fever, fire burning up his blood, I was 21, still in college and dancing in a back alley bar, a place with no street number, no name, a place hidden behind a still reinforced door so the bigots of Carolina wouldn't send us all up in flames. The boy pulling me to the floor, big torch of a man pulled off his shirt to brandish his navy tattoos, then placed my quaking hand on the sweaty vault of muscle and skin that shielded the base of his throbbing heart. Over Mercury's yell, he spat the news in my ear, said he had it too, the fire in his blood, asked if I cared, asked if we could both burn up together. News we all feared, expected. Freddie Mercury singing out the last lines, his voice vibrating in our chests, his words pouring out our drunken throats. 
We college boys and midshipmen, we married men, our wives missing us at home. All of us burning up together in that back alley bar, each one sure Beazelbob did indeed have a devil put aside just for him, that we'd all be dead by fall, that nothing anymore really mattered. Hello, Oddcast listeners. It's Mark McKee here again with contest editor Bailey Boyd. And you have just listened to Bohemian Rhapsody, 1991 by A.E. Hines. And there is much to say about this. It's a very powerful poem, as you have just experienced. I guess to start, it starts with an epigraph from the song by Queen. It starts uh, in this really realized space. And, and Bailey, I, th- I feel like you have something to say about just how material the poem feels. Yeah, I. That's that's something that I was so drawn to in this poem is the tactility of it and how that how this is such a sensory poem from really start start to to finish and so from from all of the different details um, that we get throughout the poem the textures of of so many things and then of course the feeling of another human body and another and that connection there too so yeah that was something that I think was definitely, definitely done so well here um, that really heightened the power, the power of this, of this poem, as it speaks about um, the experience of being in this place um, at, at the time when, when this disease is a threat. Yeah, it's a complex moment of exhilaration and kind of, especially bodily exhilaration at the kind of, you know, what is, what is the crest of the AIDS crisis? And I was struck too, um, not merely by the tactility, although that is that is extremely powerful. The you know the craft of certain of certain lines, especially the sweaty the sweaty vault of the you know the torso of the man that the speaker is dancing with, but the way that the, the even the locale is is described as not having an address and 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 no kind of identifying features on the outside, so that they can escape any bigots kind of like whim to, to, to burn all these uh, you know, to burn this community up, but the way that the speaker shifts the um, the place of fire to a threat from the outside to an actual threat from the inside of the body, I thought was particularly well handled and mm-hmm. just um, just astonishing. Yeah. And it's, and it's woven and, and, and brought up in so many different ways with so many different meanings throughout the poem that really just makes it so cohesive and multifaceted. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think, and you were saying something about craft earlier, and I think that, I think we both really appreciate this poem on the level of craft. And oh, yeah. I think that the, the, the sign of, the sign of just how, how exemplary the craft is here is that uh, it it blossoms as as the kind of the uh, the the features of the poem and the language of the poem that makes you forget the work that goes into making a poem like this. It's a yeah. it's a real gift. Yeah, I think that's a really good point of how all of all of the elements are working so well and so successfully together that yeah, it it does it does feel effortless. But that's obviously that would be. But obviously, it, um, all it would, of that well-crafted 
poetry is yeah, it's not it would be, <laughs> it would be yeah it would be glib of us to say and and, and um disingenuous probably to suggest that it's effortless but the appearance right, right. of effortlessness is often the thing that is you know that that we that we appreciate mm-hmm. um not all the time but in in a in a in a poem like this it is just really it's breathtaking really right down to the kind of confidence that it takes one to end one's own poem with a line from one of the more popular songs from the last, you know, half a century. <clears throat> but as I, I was saying to you earlier, it almost feels too perfect. But as you as you listen to the poem again and again, you just recognize it's not too perfect. It's just perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Before we go, we do want to take special care to mention that A.E. Hines has a debut collection of poetry coming out. Any Dumb Animal is Heinz's debut collection that will be, is available for pre-order now, but will be released in November. Um, We just received word that the pre-orders are being used as a fundraiser for the Trevor Project to prevent LGBTQ plus youth suicide. And some donors are matching dollar for dollar for books that are pre-sold before before the November release. And so um, definitely wanted to highlight highlight that. And so you can, we'll, we'll drop uh, links in the show notes, but um, you can also visit A.E. Heinz's website at aeheinz.net for more information on that. All right. And that'll do it for us for this edition of the Miller Oddcast. Thanks for being with me, Bailey. Yeah, thanks so much. And thanks to y'all. And she waves at the audio. All right, bye for now. Make it audible. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, just imagine a helicopter sound. This is the this is the wave (laughs) we're getting. All right, thanks for being with us. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for being with us on Miller Oddcast number twenty-eight featuring poetry finalist A.E. Hines in Bohemian Rhapsody, 1991. Keep an ear bent for Miller Oddcast number 29 coming soon. Thanks also to the Missouri Review contest editor, Bailey Boyd, and to Patricia Miller for her generous support of the Miller Audio Prize. Finally, TMR is open for submissions year-round, and we remain dedicated to discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Be heard. Give us the opportunity to discover you. Subscribe or submit your work today. Learn more at MissouriReview.com.